Hello, hello. I'm trying something totally new today. So getting 100% out of my comfort zone, there have been some hiccups. So if you've stuck around, thank you so much for doing that and for uh, your patience while I figure out this live streaming business. Um, so I'm so excited to be here with you all and to be talking to you about how to court. Yes, as in um, courting your ideal client, like just like you're recording in a regular relationship, um, your ideal client through email. And you may be thinking, why would I want to court them? Well, email marketing and all marketing is really about building a relationship. And when you can build a relationship with somebody and create conversation and connection, the likelihood that they're going to want to move forward and purchase from you increases exponentially. And so I talk a lot about this. If you hung around with me on the podcast or um, have connected with me on social media, you may have heard me talk about this. And so today I wanted to share a couple stories with you about where things went wrong. And um, I kind of look for opportunities to um, use in different episodes to um, share, you know, things that people are maybe not doing so well. And some of them are the big guys and that we can learn from and do better with our own marketing. So if you aren't familiar with me, I'm Elisa Connor. I own Elisa Connor Consulting and I'm a marketing strategist who help uh, who helps people with their second act careers. And so you may have been in corporate, a lot of my clients work in corporate, and you may have moved into coaching or consulting, and you need help in getting in front of the right people and turning them into customers. So email marketing is one piece of what I do. And what I really specifically am good at is strategizing sales funnels. And of course, part of a sales funnel is your email marketing. And we're talking about email marketing specifically right now because my email breakthrough academy signature program is getting ready to open. And in that program, you learn the step-by-step -step system to be able to write emails that people will stop scrolling in the inbox. It'll catch their attention, get them to click on it, get them to read it, get them to open it and move them forward in your sales process. And so that's why we're kind of digging into email marketing, but also because in case you were not aware, email marketing has a 4,200% return on investment. And so for every dollar you put in, you can expect to get a 42 dollar return. Yet so many people don't do email marketing well. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So the first example was I recently was being courted by an organization. They're very large, they might be international, but for sure national organization. And they started sending me snail mail. And at first I was like, well, I don't want this. <laughs> and, and then I got another one. I was like, I really don't want this. And you're sort of offending me. And then um by the third time, I was like, okay, this is just getting put in the trash. And so you may have a similar experience with things showing up in your email. And it could be um, somebody that you, you know, connected with once, and then they start spamming you with a ton of email, and it just feels gross. And so this particular organization, I had just um, completed having a pretty significant birthday, and they started emailing me, or not emailing me, but um, snail mailing me. And I was like, I don't want what you're selling. And you obviously didn't do any research to see, you know, who your ideal client is, you just mass send these out when people reach this birthday. And so who's the organization? If I piqued your curiosity, you may be wondering, well, the organization was ARP. And I was like, uh, no, I am not old enough for ARP. That's for old people. And so <laughs> I was offended, and I am not signing up. And um, the irony is, 
that uh, they want you to sign up for their program. And I was like, but I get all these benefits already with AAA. So there was no benefit there. And um, it's really old school marketing and it doesn't work well. Unfortunately, um, people are turning to old school marketing. And um, I want to stop for just one second. If you are posting a comment, it is telling me that I cannot reply to all comments. So if for some reason you're posting a question or comment and I don't see it over here, I will go back and make sure that I reply to all of those when the broadcast is done. Um, because I'm still working out the kinks with this uh, live streaming. But back to the story is a lot of people are still using those old school marketing tactics and then they are wondering why they aren't seeing success. Well, that's because they don't work anymore. You have very smart consumers and you have um, the expectation that your marketing will meet their current standards and a lot of people aren't doing that. So my second example was actually email marketing. And there's a couple of things that this person um, did that we're going to talk about today. And so um, without further ado, let's just dive into the first one. And that, um, that person that emailed me um, was in the world of real estate. And I tend to see this a lot in the real estate um, demographic, in that they will just add people to their email list, and they will ignore them. <laughs> for a really long time. And then they come back and either hire somebody to do their marketing or they, they're slow on leads. And so they start emailing you all right away. Um, and then they just start sending you random things. And um, the person that had emailed me, I had not heard or talked to them in probably six years. And I had, I'm not in the market to sell or buy a home. And so them sending me the email was one, kind of out of context, but two, the email when I received it was all about them and how great they were and what a great realtor they are and why they, why you should hire them. And that's the epitome of showing up to a first date and saying, Hey, it's so great to meet you. Let's go out for coffee, you know, have a little bit of conversation. And do you want to get married? Nobody is going to do that. That's way too quick. And it's a bit offensive honestly. And so um, when we dive into kind of email etiquette and, um, you know, things that we can do better with our email marketing, the first thing that comes up, um, and this is always a question that I get asked is, should I buy an email list and just start emailing them and start sending them emails randomly like cold calling? And well, um, 1998 called and they want their marketing back because no, you should not do that. One, there are so many things wrong with buying an email list. Um, one, you're buying people's information that they did not explicitly give to you. And that is illegal in many parts of the world because of GDPR and um, also the CAN Spam Act. Um, but and if you want to know more about those, I have links to those um, over on my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. I've done several episodes about GDPR and um, the Can Spam Act, but you, you don't want to be utilizing people's information without their permission, because if you're in violation of that, it can be millions of dollars. And so when you purchase an email list, you have not asked permission to email those people. And so when you start emailing them, it one puts leaves a bad taste in their mouth for you and your brand. But two, it can ultimately hurt your online email reputation, which is not something you want to do, because that's hard to clean up. And so um, 
besides violating laws that are uh, violating privacy standards, which is what the GDPR and CAN-SPAM acts protect, and um, the the longer term problem, besides it being slimy, is that if you're hurting your email reputation, meaning um, you have a bad reputation for sending spam, it's going to be harder to get your emails into the inbox and in front of people who the people that do want to hear from you. Um, and so I very sparingly will report things as spam because I just don't think that's a nice thing to do. And it's a really hard thing to clean up later. And so um, by and far, just don't purchase email lists. They're, it's not a good way to do business. It's not going to build um, relationships. And the, the chance that you're going to actually run across somebody that wants what you have is very, very slim. And then if you even get that chance, the chance that they're going to buy something is even more slim. There are better ways. Um, and most of those ways we talk about in my upcoming program, which um, I'll talk about a little bit more at the end. Um, so then the, the next thing that you should kind of focus on that where this comes in talking about, you know, the previous example with ARP courting me is that they didn't know who they were talking to. And a lot of people just try to sandblast out an email and have it applied to anybody that it lands in their inbox and hope and pray for the best. Well, that may have worked 10 years ago, but it doesn't work any now, anymore now. And the reason is, is there is so much content out there and there is um, so much competition. I don't care what realm you're in, that you have to bring your A game. And A game means personalizing what you're saying, personalizing what you're doing um, for specific people. And so you're like, how do I do that? Well, number one, you have to know who your ideal client is. And if you don't know who that is, um, spend some time, dig it up, figure out, you know, who it is that you're talking to and why you're talking to them and how you help them. And then um, even more importantly, you know, figure out what their biggest problems are. And so you may be thinking, okay, well, I don't know how to do that. How do I figure out, you know, all the details? And um, you may have heard research your ideal client before, but you may not have any idea how to go and do that. Well, there are definitely people out there that can do um, that sort of research for you. You can pay them and they can go and do that. But I also think that it's a really good idea for you to kind of ingrain yourself into who those people are and get to know them and stay kind of um, up to speed with where they are and who they are and what's going on with them. Um, and the deal is, is that nobody really wants to do this research. It takes some time and it takes um, tenacity because you've got to go in there and you have to do a little bit of um, covert researching, I like to call it. And that means, you know, hanging out in Facebook groups. And so, um, or LinkedIn groups and just getting to know like who the people are that are in there, what they're struggling with, what the questions they are asking, things like that. Um, but there are, and I'm going to give you a list of other places you can look, but I wanted to give you an example. So one of my hobbies is card making. And so I follow a, a gal, her name is Gina Kay. She owns a stamp company and she is really, really good at marketing. And one of the reasons I follow her is because she does so many things right that other people in the industry don't, that is fascinating to watch her. And so one of the things she does is when she goes live, she goes live on YouTube twice a week. And one of the things that she does is, is constantly asking people to comment in the comment section about products that they would want or problems that they're having or things that they want her to make, et cetera, et cetera. 
And um, the reason that is great is because that is automatic research for her. And so what does she do? She listens to what they want and takes it under advisement, takes it back to her team and um, does the research in how much it's going to cost and the timeline and all of those things for the things that they're asking for. And then she brings it out as a product offering um, down the line. And so she doesn't have to guess what to create. She doesn't have to guess what to design. She doesn't have to guess what products to add to her shop because her audience has already told her. And so um, if someone is having a problem in the group, it usually comes up. And so one of the things that recently she brought out with, uh, brought out a product was um, there are these um, metal cutting plates that you can cut um, shapes to a specific measurement. And people were struggling with getting the exact size to do layers. And so now she has not one, but eight different sets of these that all sell for about $40 a piece. And people are snatching them up like hotcakes because she not only listened to what they wanted, but now she makes projects that um, use those products that create demand and it's just full circle. And so that's what you want to do with your marketing. And so how do you do that with email? Well, she also effectively uses email to promote the things that she's already doing. But first, it takes knowing who your ideal client is. And so I just I have some notes here of some different places that you can do research that might be a little bit different than social media. Um, but social media is a great place to start. So if your people are on LinkedIn, go and find the groups that they're in and just start observing and watching and listening and seeing what's being asked. Um, but there are also industry publications. So if you're in coaching, there's ICF, there's... Um, Oh, there's another one that just flew out of my head. But, you know, look at the industry publications that are out there. And some of them are online and some of them are actually, you know, snail mail or um, you have to be part of the organization to receive them. Of course, social media, any kind of uh, networking that you can do out there. So there are lots of um, networking organizations and groups and uh, chambers of commerce and anywhere that your people are going to hang out. And I, I want to uh, be very specific about that. Don't just go and join a group um, because to join a group. And um, I have did that in the past and it was a nightmare and it didn't work out well because none of my people were there. Um, so if you're going to join a group or you're going to be part of an organization, just make sure that it is in alignment with who you're trying to bring on as clients. Um, professional organizations are the same. You can also do polls. You Polling on LinkedIn is a great tool um, and it's a great way to get you know, questions out there and get feedback on things that you think you know, when um, in reality, what I found is what I thought I knew was the opposite of what was true. And then of course, surveys, if you want to send out surveys through um, different tools like SurveyMonkey or something like that, that's a great tool to use too. So do your research, find your people, um, find out what they're struggling with, and then you're easy, it's easier for you to align your marketing, all of your marketing, including email, to who they are and what they want. Now, if you want to get really specific about how to deliver that, I talked about that in last week's podcast episode, and you can find that at elisaconnor.com forward slash 132. And I walk you through how to do segmenting and tagging and what those things are so that you can deliver specific content to your people once you figure out what they want. Um, so number three, 
that I see quite often is specifically on LinkedIn, um, but other places too, is that people love to talk about their certifications and credentials. And um, more often than not, when I'm creating a website content and copy for a client, they're like, they want to talk about every credential and certification they've ever had. And the worst offenders are honestly coaches. I love you guys, but the reality is, is that the last time somebody cared about your credential or your certification was probably your mom when you graduated from high school or college. Because people, when they make a decision, they don't make a decision based on what you're offering. People make purchasing decisions from an emotional state of who is going to help them fall, solve their problem in the fastest and best way. And most marketing that I see out there is designed around a product. And people aren't looking for products. Even if you look at a simple example like McDonald's, people are not going to McDonald's to buy a hamburger. They're not going to McDonald's to buy chicken nuggets. They're going to McDonald's because they're hungry. And that that, that is the problem. McDonald's can provide a solution to their hunger. Chicken nuggets, salad, hamburger, french fries, whatever it is. Um, and there's an emotional factor underneath that. So when you can align your credentials and your certifications to the reason that those help your um, ideal client solve their problem, then you can bring them into the story. Um, but if you're not giving them a solution, if you're not providing them an opportunity to solve their problem in a way that is clear to them, they're not going to move forward. They're not going to read your email. They're not going to pay attention to you on social media and they're not um, going to buy. And so um, when you are doing your research, I want you to pay particular attention to the language that they're using because so often I, I find this so often and I struggle with it as well is that when you become an expert at something, you start to talk in the language of expertise, which is perfectly fine because you've done a lot of research and you, you know a lot about what you do. But when you can take it backwards like three steps and start to talk to somebody like they're a kindergartner, you're going to have greater success. Now, that is not to say that the people you want to work with are not smart. They are absolutely smart because they do research and they go out and do the things they want to do. But if you make it too complicated to understand or you're too far ahead of where they are, they're going to tune out and find somebody else that can start them at the beginning. And so oftentimes our knowledge can be a detriment when it comes to marketing because clarity comes from simple. If you look at the, the best brands out there, it, they make it very simple to understand what they do and how they help. So look at Nike, like the one that just popped in my head was Nike. Nike's slogan is just do it. Because how they help people is to get them to reach their goals through fitness or, you know, in fitness and different things like that. And they just want you to do it. And so if you look at your business and think about how, how you can simplify it and how you can use the language that your people are using to describe what you do, you're going to find success much quicker. And then last but not least, we're never going to get right, right outside the gate. It's practice makes perfect, just like anything else in life. And so the more you can practice, the better you're going to get, just like going live. But you have to take the chance and you have to try it and you have to put it out there. 
So if you stuck with me till the end, you know, I usually offer a bonus at the end of any of my trainings and we are there. One thing I want to remind you of is that um, my signature program is opening next week. If you are struggling with email and you're like, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to put in there. Headlines are horrible. Nobody opens my emails. I don't even know where to start. I'm not using email. This program is for you. The Email Breakthrough Academy gives you the step-by-step system to write emails that grab attention, get open, get clicked on, and get read. And most importantly, it helps you go through the tech because I hear from everybody, I don't know how to do the tech. I don't know how to set it up. Well, this program shows you how to do that on three different platforms. So if you have any desire to know about that program, when it's when the doors open next week, you can head over to alisaconnor.com forward slash EBA for Email Breakthrough Academy, EBA dash waitlist and get yourself on the waitlist and you will be the first to know. Um, you will be seeing some additional emails for that program if you go over to the waitlist and um, you'll be the first to know and also get access to some bonuses. So if you're interested in making a mark with your email and something you struggle with and it's been on your to-do list, this program could be the solution for you. Um, and there you can go learn more about the program as soon as the doors open. So to the bonus, last but not least, um, when we talk about email marketing, and I, I talk about this quite often, we assume when somebody reaches out to us that they're ready to buy. But in reality, only 2% of people that contact us are even remotely nearby. 2%. That means you've got another 98% of people who either are not ready to make a decision or don't even know that they want to make a decision. They just thought what you what you had to say was interesting. And so you piqued their curiosity. And so now they might start down the path to research that. Well, you're talking to a 2%. So let's say you're talking to 100 people. That's two people. Two people are ready to buy. So you have another 98 people that if you stay in front of them and walk the journey with them and build the relationship with them and create trust with them, the chance that not only they will purchase from you when they're ready, but that they will share what you're saying to them with someone else is substantially higher. And I've had this happen in my business um, multiple times over. I will, you know, I regularly send emails to my list and they're not all sales emails. I usually only promote, you know, when I'm promoting a, um, a program that I'm launching, but I've had people come back and say, Hey, not only am I ready, but I was talking to so-and-so the other day and I shared your email with them and now they want to know too. And so email gives you the unique opportunity to build trust over time. And how you can do that is by staying top of mind. Because if your day is anything like my day, you probably don't even know what happened an hour ago. And so we have to think about it from the perspective of the, of the people that we want to work with. If we're putting something out there, we think that everyone, the world has stopped and everyone's looking at it. I don't care if it's a social media post, if it's a TikTok video, if it's your email, whatever. But people are busy. They have lives and they will get to it when they get to it. And sometimes they don't get to it at all. Sometimes it just goes and gets deleted. But if you consistently are showing up in that inbox and you're providing them value and you're starting to build that conversation and that trust, the likelihood that when they are ready to move forward is they're going to think of you because you've been there the entire time versus somebody else who just shows up when they feel like it. 
And so um, when we think about our customers, we know that sales can't be rushed and that the more consistent we are with them, the more likely they're going to remember us. But we also have to remember that building trust takes time. And so just because someone has shown interest in what you're doing, like, for example, if they connect with you on LinkedIn, don't jump in and try and sell them something. Um, and I've had, I've actually had some really unique situations this week. Um, but I had somebody do that on Facebook. They sent me a direct message and they pulled my exact copy from my recent post, put it in a Facebook message and said, Hey, this is really great copy. And then proceeded to try and sell me into a conversation or a sales call with them. And I'm like, I don't know you, we're not connected. And it's very obvious what you're trying to do. And we don't want to be those people. We want to build authentic and real connection um, so that when people are ready to buy, we have earned the relationship and we have earned the sale because they have trust in us. And so just a recap of what we talked about today. Um, number one, we don't want to purchase email lists. It's bad news all around. Number two, um, we want to research our ideal client to the nth degree and really get to know not only who they are, but how they talk about their problems and what language they use. And then number three, we don't want to focus on our credentials as a number one reason to get people to work with us, but instead want to weave them in to the solution and the problem that we're solving. And then last but not least, we want to build trust over time by consistently showing up in the inbox. So I thank you so much for joining me today. And if you've made it till the end, I would love to see you in the um, in future episodes of this program. I, you, and my new goal is to show up live every Tuesday at lunchtime um, and give you a little bit of marketing learning. So if you have something that you want me to talk about, I would love for you to comment over in the comments and let me know what those things are. Um, anything sales funnel related, email marketing related, or just business marketing in general, I'm happy to talk about those things. Um, in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care, stay safe and be well. See you soon.